Welcome to the Beholding Christ podcast, where our aim will be to discuss how we can behold the glory of Christ throughout the entirety of Scripture, both in the Old and New Testaments, and in the world in which we live. For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode for the Beholding Christ podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm your host. Today we are going to be talking about prayer and how to genuinely pray for God's will to be done while making requests to Him. If you've grown up in a Christian home or have heard believers talk about how to pray, I'm sure you've been told to make your request to God, but then to tack on, quote, my, not my will, but yours be done, unquote. Kind of like a way to guard yourselves from disappointment when God doesn't give you what you want. Or if we are being a little bit more pious, sarcastically speaking, like a way to get God off the hook if what we are praying for is noble, or seemingly so, and he doesn't give us what we ask for. I am not at all suggesting we should not pray, not my will but yours be done. We definitely should. Our Lord Jesus himself did. See Matthew 26, 39, Mark 14, 36, and Luke twenty two forty two. But how do we pray this sincerely and not just as a tact-on phrase at the end of our requests? As we grow in our understanding of who God is, who the God the Father is, and our relation to Him through Christ, by the Holy Spirit, we will grow to happily and boldly pray, not my will, but your will be done. But how exactly does this work? We need to discuss a few theological truths first. One, God is all about His own glory and seeing His name magnified. Everything He does, He does so He may be glorified, including saving and refining His people, Isaiah 48, 9-11, creating the universe, Psalm 19, 1, and even raising up and using nations for his own purposes, Exodus 9, 16. Two, God is good, and all that he does is good, and his steadfast love is everlasting, Psalm 100, verse 5, Psalm 136, verse 1. Three, God ordained each of our days before there were any of them, Psalm 139. Four, if you are in Christ, every single thing that you experience, God is ensures to work together for the specific good of making you more conformed to the image of Christ through it, so that Christ will be glorified. Romans eight twenty eight through twenty nine. Now, being more conformed to Christ's image will only be a desire of yours if you are in Christ, and the intensity of such a desire will grow as you behold Him more and more in His Word, and the Holy Spirit uses it to conform you more into Christ's likeness. Second Corinthians three eighteen. So as God does make you more like Christ, your desire to be more like Christ will grow too. Now, why is this important to our discussion at hand about prayer? Well, you are told to ask, and it will be given to you, since you have a Father who is good. And you only have a right to call Him Father, because you are in Christ. Also, as the Holy Spirit conforms you to Christ's image more and more, you will ask for things that are more in line with His will. You will grow to ask for things not to use them for your own glory, but for His and the good of others. See James 4, 3. Further, as you learn more of the unity between the Father and the Son and the truth that you are in Christ, by the Holy Spirit's work, you will grow in obedience to Hebrews four sixteen, which tells us to boldly approach God's throne of grace for help in time of need, since we have Christ as our high priest. And Jesus just isn't just any high priest. He is the Son of God. You'll also learn to voice anguish in a way that is bold, yet without sin, and is also submissive to the Father, 
as Jesus did in the garden before he was arrested and endured the wrath of the Father on the cross. You'll also begin to delight in the Lord more and want the things that he wants. And as you do, Psalm 37, 4 promises that he'll give us what we ask for. Now, to be clear, this discussion is not a way for you to learn how to manipulate God or treat him like a genie. God will not be manipulated. The only reason we have any boldness with the Father is on the basis of Christ and his righteousness. My prayer for this discussion is that as believers, we would want to become more conformed to Christ's image so that our desires would become his, so that we would ask and work by God's grace for that which glorifies him and serves his body and ministers to the lost. Also, I'm not suggesting that we must only ever ask for spiritual things. We do have physical, financial, emotional, and mental needs, and in Christ we can and should certainly take these boldly to the Father as well. Jesus himself commands us to in Matthew 6, 11. Jesus also tells us that if our fathers, who are sinful, our earthly fathers, who are sinful, know how to give good gifts to us, our Heavenly Father knows all the more how to do so and give us what is good, including our many physical, financial, emotional, and mental needs. See Matthew 7, 9 through 11. So practically, what does this look like? How do we ask for our physical, financial, emotional, and mental needs while doing so for God's glory and the good of others and ourselves, all while submitting to his will? Well, first, prayer glorifies God. As we only have access because he chose to allow us to have access in Christ. It's only through Christ that sinners are reconciled to the Father, and prayer should be a reminder of that. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. Well, that's why we should be saying it. It's only in his name that we can boldly approach the Father. Second, as we make petitions of God, we're going to we're going to him as the benefactor, making ourselves the beneficiary. As one theologian said, in any gift exchange, the giver gets the glory. We glorify God by going to him with open, needy hands. He's the one with all the resources to bestow on us. He's the one who is honored by being able to give and give and give and never depleting his resources by one tiny bit. Third, as we pray and ask others to join us, God is glorified exponentially and others benefit too, as they are humbling themselves before the Father. Fourth, pray on the basis of Scripture and the promises therein. God has made promises to you. Offer these promises up to God in prayer and ask him to fulfill these promises he has made, which magnifies him as faithful and true, which he is. So those are some ways that we ask for physical, financial, emotional, and mental needs. Um, we can ask for those things, excuse me, and meanwhile, not be concerned that we're not seeking God's glory. So do you have a physical illness at the moment? Take it to your Heavenly Father in Christ. Ask others to join you. Ask for healing from it boldly. Ask for sustaining grace if or when the Lord allows it to linger for his grace is sufficient, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Are you experiencing complications with a pregnancy? Take it to your Heavenly Father in Christ, boldly. Ask for healing and proper growth, for he is the one who is forming that baby in the mother's womb and made you the child's parents, Psalm 139. Tell him your anguish through the process. Christ knows what it's like to weep, John eleven thirty five. He himself offered prayers with loud cries and tears, Hebrews 5, 7. You are in him, so offer prayers with loud cries and tears as well. 
And remember, as we have discussed in previous episode, the words of the Psalms are yours in Christ. Use the Psalms of the Spirit to talk to your Father. Do you have a financial need? Take it to your Heavenly Father in Christ boldly. Ask others to join you. He meets the needs of the birds. He will meet your needs. Matthew 6, 26. Be persistent as a son or daughter going to their good father. For your father is perfect and good and has all things in his hand. As the parable in Luke 18, 1-8 teaches. As the Holy Spirit conforms you more into Christ's image, you will learn to make these requests to your father boldly on the basis of his true word and promises therein. And in, your, and in your request, as Christ did, you'll be able to boldly say, not my will, but yours be done, because he's teaching you that he is, in fact, good, and will use your trials and needs for your good, the good of making you more like Christ, and that his will isn't something to begrudgingly wish for, because you don't think he'll give you what you're asking for, but that it's truly for the best. And as he meets your needs and answers your requests, whether by giving you exactly what you asked for, a variation of it, or by giving you something else, which he knows is better, he will be glorified as his goodness and love and sovereignty and omniscience and wisdom and perfection are displayed and you reflect on them through the situations that you're in. So boldly take your desires and needs to the Father in Christ and also boldly pray, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, knowing that your Father is good and loving there's no need to just tack on the phrase at the end to guard ourselves from disappointment when we know that whatever comes our way has passed through our loving Father's hands, is for His glory and is for our good. And His glory and our true eternal good will become our desires as the Holy Spirit conforms us more into Christ's image. So I leave this short. I leave you with this in this short discussion with a prayer, which is taken from portions of the Heidelberg Catechism says the following, Lord, allow me to trust solely in you for your almighty and ever-present power upholds heaven and earth and all creatures. And so you rule them that even leaf and blade, rain and drought, fruitful and lean years, food and drink, health and sickness, prosperity and poverty, all things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but by your fatherly hand. In this alone I take comfort, Knowing that I can be patient when things go against your saints, thankful when things go well, and for the future we can have good confidence in our faithful God and Father that nothing in creation will separate us from your love. For all creatures are so completely in your hand that without your will they can neither move nor be moved. For not even a hair can fall from head without the will of my Father in heaven. So may God bless you as you seek to make your requests known boldly to him and truly pray for his will to be done in each of them. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Beholding Christ podcast. Feel free to share this with your friends, your family, and always I welcome your prayers that the Lord would magnify his name through this and that the saints would be edified and made more into the image of Christ as we discuss his word together. God bless.